Here we're watching Gooch Live. I'm Kerry Goulet, better known as a Gooch, featuring Paul Rosen. Better known as Rosie. Rosie, let's dig into it, kid. Uh, episode five. Five. They said it would never last. I'm at five already. <laughs> and you know what? The good people at the Hockey News are allowing us to be on their network. And the great people at Christian Hockey yeah. are brought to, are helping us. That's right. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, they haven't written a script for us, but no, no. But listen, uh, last week I got to admit, uh, obviously the Kobe Bryant story, uh, and then uh, a sad story, but incredible tributes all across, not only Canada, U.S. through the basketball world, but everywhere across the world. Uh, Australia did uh, a very nice tribute, and of course, my buddies in Germany, I saw a nice tribute there. So, wow, uh, what a, he touched everybody. Yeah, the hockey world, the uh, basketball world, baseball world, everybody, every, yeah, the sports world, and the entertainment world. Yeah. Everybody is That's doing true. the right thing because this was a tragic loss, not just for Kobe, uh, but for the families of all the people that perished in that uh, tragic helicopter. And I, I just can't believe uh, how Vanessa and the kids are getting along, and obviously the other families that, that lost a, you know, a mother, a father, a, a, a sister. It's just absolutely incredible. But hey, listen, we're gonna we're going to we're gonna miss you, uh, Kobe. Uh, but I know that uh, you're up there watching over us, uh, making sure our show Gooch Live does a, a great job for people and and allow people to understand not only hockey over in Europe, ice hockey. But we're also going to talk more sports. Uh, we're going to talk travel. We're going to talk uh, health mm -hmm. and, of course, uh, lifestyle. Speaking of travel, you're uh, leaving really soon for a long, long flight with uh, with Tony Australia. Neal to Australia. You got it, yeah. Air Canada. We're doing it, uh, as you know, we've said it a couple of times, uh, the bushfire appeal. Uh, we're doing it for Kangaroo Island and the firefighters uh, that are over there uh, battling uh, still uh, blazes that they can't stop. So hopefully uh, this little charity game in that particular area of Adelaide helps uh, people to kind of forget all the, the trials and tribulations they're going through. Come have watch a bunch of old guys uh, throw a puck around and obviously raise some money and, and raise awareness for it. Um, you know what? Uh, trade deadline's coming up. Uh, we're not going to be talking about that today, but we know that February 24th, there'll be a lot of talk. Uh, we love to talk about the Canadian teams. We'll dig right into that. Uh, we're also going to talk the Rosie's rant. Yep. It'll be uh, supposedly, and I don't know yet because I haven't talked to Stephen, but supposedly it's two wins for me, one win for you, and one tie I'm going to give you the fact that you're telling me the truth until I talk to Stephen yeah. that you did win last week. Well, Paul Henderson won. Officially, ladies and gentlemen, I spoke to Stephen an hour ago. Yeah. Gooch won. Okay. Right. If, if he did, you did. Uh, well, we'll see on the Super Bowl. We'll yeah, uh, yeah. figure out that. And obviously, the bottom line, I want to do something a little bit funny. I know, again, we always have to put the caveat uh, we're not in for fighting and uh, we, we know the consequences sometimes. But... Uh, Seeing two goaltenders challenge each other and come out and do a little dance uh, is entertainment. Yeah, I got into uh, a couple of fights as a goalie for Team Canada. Not with another goalie. No yeah. other goalie wanted to goal me, but uh, but I did. Uh, sometimes you just have to. And there's been some good uh, good boats over the years. You know, Hextall is always one that we can look at. Mm -hmm. But uh, next week, uh, I talked to Wayne Kelly. He couldn't come on the show this week. He's got some really good stories about goaltenders. His actual first pro game, uh, there was a fight. And he's going to come in studio next week with you. And you guys are going to talk all about goalies. Because I'll be in Australia. I'll be on, on set over there. I'll be coming in on Skype. And we'll be talking lots of stuff about worldwide hockey. And, of course, uh, what's going on in the NHL. All right, let's dig into the NHL. Uh, obviously, the seven teams. We'll talk about the Canadian teams. Uh, you know, the Vancouver Canucks. 
firing on all cylinders. Uh, Pedersen just looks absolutely stunning. And uh, Hughes on the back end. Yeah. What a what a phenomenal uh, defense. He had that one wrist shot the other night, uh, top corner. Uh, I love him. I, I, rookie of the year. Yeah, I think the, the Canucks have shocked a lot of people. They're being coached extremely well. They, I, I think coming into the season, they were in the best shape of all seven Canadian teams because they came into this season, Gooch, with the, the practicality that they were just coming to get better, to get their young guys to have, you know, that experience, see if their goaltender could play well, and un, like unbeknownst to anybody else, they're, I think, the number one Canadian team of all seven right now. They look like they could go a long way. They are. It's a little bit of battle between Edmonton and Calgary's right there, too, so... I think uh, that's going to be a great race. Uh, obviously, there are other teams in that division that can maybe pick up, but right now we want to talk about the Canadian teams. Um, and we'll look at the Calgary Flames. Uh, you know, they, they've, the Giordano story, of course, with, uh, with uh, Connor McDavid uh, was up in arms a little bit. Of course, the Kachuk uh, situation with Cassian, that's always interesting. Uh, it kind of got that goaltender rivalry going with Smith and uh, Talbot. Of course, Mike Smith and Cam Talbot, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the bottom line. It is intense. This is this is a rivalry. If you remember back in the you know when there were only six teams, you and I would remember that. Yeah. You know the Montreal uh, Toronto rivalry. It's still good, but back then it was ugly. And I think that this this has turned into being ugly. No, I think the Calgary-Edmonton rivalry is what the game has needed. We haven't had a great one like this for a long, long time. I think these two teams truly... We talk about, you know, this in sport all the time. Hate. You know, everybody, you know, there's a lot of bleeding hearts out there. They don't like the word hate. But these two teams hate each other, Gooch. They absolutely hate each other. And this Calgary team, they have a lot of talent. They just can't seem to get it going. As soon as they take two steps forward, they unfortunately take two steps backwards. And I think it happened from that coaching change. Well, we also saw that with the Edmonton Oilers. You know, unbelievable start. Kind of wavered a little bit. Now coming back in, uh, you know, obviously Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have, have been the, the force there. I don't think McDavid is at full form again. I think he's off a little bit, but man, what a hockey team. They, uh, they'll they make some changes probably at the deadline. They are a team. They are a contender. Uh, some people didn't think so. I think they've got to run at it. I think the big thing with Edmonton, and this will be, if this one player, and in my opinion, it's one player, and it's not McDavid, it's Mike Smith. If Mike Smith could yep. get to Mike Smith form, this team could win the Stanley Cup. But if he doesn't, there's too much pressure on Dreisaitl and McDavid. Two players cannot win a game. No. Well, and they've got a pretty good cast of crew. Cassian, of course, we talked a little bit about him. Uh, one of the guys that obviously is out injured is Anil. I'll tell you what, I, I like this kid. Obviously, the trade with Lusik. There hasn't been much there. Lusik didn't even look as if he was interested in the game uh, the other night. So I think uh, there are going to be changes in that division. And I, I, I really think that Vancouver and Edmonton will be there at the top. And I think uh, Calgary will come in uh, a little bit later. Yeah, Luc Lucic did not look since Vancouver, Boston. He has not looked like the Lucic that everybody thought he was going to turn into. 
it's not his game. The game has changed. The, you know, the speed, the finesse. You know, you can no longer just get away by sheer brawn. You need to have more than that. And right. uh, hopefully he can turn it on and help the uh, Calgary Flames take on the Edmonton Oilers, uh, which he'd love that. Nothing better. Now we go to Winnipeg. Obviously, oh, uh, the Jets, uh, you know, they're my, my team. I, I like all teams, but uh, Jets are uh, on the top of my list. Um, you know... I'm looking at the whole Dustin Bufflin thing. Buffy uh, was my mother's favorite player. Uh, loved him dearly. Number 33. They actually, when my mother was going through her rough times, a uh, classy move by the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they got her a Dustin Bufflin jersey, uh, which you saw yep. through the time. Um, man, how has this changed? Their defense, you know, losing Tyler, Tyler Myers uh, in the Bufflin story, uh, a couple of injuries. They just don't have the back end to keep where they need to be. And so what do you what do you make out now that Buffalo and, and the Jets are talking about, you know, a contract breaking in this breaking up the contract? Yeah, I, I honestly think they're a team that baffles me. Paul Maurice is one of my favorite coaches. Absolutely. I think they have more than enough talent to win a Stanley Cup and bring it to the city of Winnipeg. That my mother was born in Winnipeg. I know you were born in Winnipeg. They deserve a Stanley Cup, but they have fallen apart so much and so much pressure on Hollebach. The kid, he played the first, you know, 20 games like an all-star. Yeah. But it's too much pressure on him. Well, and I think they're in serious trouble, and I think they have to buy uh, um, Bufflin out. They, they have to get rid of him. Well, I think it's a distraction. It's been a distraction, and, and it's time for that. Mark Shifley, you know, one of the leaders, uh, uh, Wheeler, um, one of my favorite players, uh, ultimate cap guy that will go through the wall for you. So I think the Winnipeg Jets are in a little bit of a turmoil, a little bit of a flux. And I sure hope come trade deadline they uh, make some moves. And, of course, getting rid of uh, the Buffalo contract will certainly help them. I'm not sure about the cap. Obviously, you know, uh, Paul, you and I don't talk a lot of statistics. That's not what we're all about. We, I don't know about the cap. I don't deal with that. But what I really look at is the personnel. Right. How do these pieces fit together? And when you talk about that, you then have to now start talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'll tell you what. Marner the other night. Yeah. That behind the pass, turnaround back pass, that was amazing. Like, that's sweet. That is a leader. I know Matthews has, you know, got 37 goals, uh, looking really good. But I'll tell you what, I love Marner. I love the way he plays. To me, he is the best player on the team. He, this, this team has a lot of talent. A lot of talent up front. Skeptical on the back end. Obviously, excellent goaltender. But they need Anderson to be playing at the top of his game continuously, otherwise you're in serious trouble. But I think the thing that will bite them in the ass going into the playoffs, if they make it to the playoffs, it's yeah, so, so tight, tight and yeah. congested there. Yeah. But the one thing that's going to, is they have so much of their cap, and we're not a cap. You want to talk about cap and capology and all this blah, 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 go to another show. We're not going to do it. We, we like you always say you get, get, went to grade twelve by completing grade six twice. I didn't even get to grade twelve. <laughs> the problem that I have with these guys is they put too much money into four guys. It's going to bite them, Gooch. Well, I'll tell you, and, and they've got some stuff to think about on the back end. You got Muzzin, the story that's going to go on with him. Uh, you know, it, it's a situation that they have to look at. And again, I think we talk about the pieces fitting. You know, Barry has not been where he should be. He's, he's now playing much better than he was at the beginning with Babcock. Right. So what do you think on that? Where, where are they going with Muzzin? I think they want to sign him. I think they want to sign him. He, he's a UFA at the end of the year. They want to sign him. They want him long term. He's talking, his group's talking five years. They're talking three years. Do they saw it off at four? The problem is 
What Muzzin wants, I don't think the Leafs can get him because of this crazy word, cap. Yeah. This three-letter word that is killing every team, the cap. I don't think they can give him what he wants. Well, again, because, you, you know, the Tavares uh, contract, the Matthew contract, uh, and, of course, uh, even Nylander, that all factors in with Marner, too. That, that's a lot of money just in those four players. And the one thing we haven't even talked about is Anderson. He's like the, the savior. He only has one year left. Yeah. What are they going to do at the end of next year? Well, obviously, uh, you know, that's something that they have to look at. But then there's another little thing that's going on in, in Toronto Land. Uh, Kapanen, what happened there? Well, supposedly, and being a guy who has not played by the rules all the time and had a great coach in Jeff Snyder who maybe, you know, looked the other way, supposedly he missed practice. And there's a bunch of different stories. He had a flat tire on the highway. He slept in. He was out having a good time and realized it was late already. The bottom line is he has to be a healthy scratch for something like that. Yeah. You can't allow a guy to miss a practice when you're this close to the trade deadline. You're fighting so much for a playoff spot and you're just going to let a guy go, especially when he's not a fringe guy. He's a big part of this team. I am going to say it right now here on Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen that Kapanen gets moved at the deadline. Whoa. Yep. I'm going to hold that to you. Go ahead. You know, we'll talk about that. We we won't do a comprehensive trade deadline like all the great uh, stations because we obviously follow them ourselves. Uh, we will talk uh, trade deadline uh, in a couple of weeks. Yep. And, and I'm going to, I'm writing that down. Trade deadline. Capital. Okay. Okay. So let's move down the road. Ottawa, obviously uh, a team that uh, isn't and is not expected to make the playoffs, uh, but still they play hard. And, uh, you know, I just love the tenacity that they play with. Uh, they're, they're a team that's got a couple of faces. Uh, they look good one night. They look bad the next night. And I think that's part of the growing part of it. Your thoughts on Ottawa right at this moment? I love Ottawa. I think they're in a perfect situation. They know they're not going to make the playoffs. But they're playing, coaching's got them like really working hard. They're playing as a team. You see them from the years gone by, the last year, the year before, when they had Uber Gate, you know, with talking to players, talking about their coach and yeah. all that nonsense. Yeah. And that happens all, for you to watching out there that don't, that happens all the time. Players talk about their coach. They'll probably go to the wall. I loved our, my coach, Jeff Snyder. He's a great guy. Did I talk about him behind his back? Of course I did. No, did you I didn't. Yes, I did. Did no, I love no. him and I go through a wall for him? 100%. That's the game, man. And the players are traveling all over every time, every day, this, that, the other. But I'll tell you one thing, that they have got this team playing so smart for next year. And that's what they're playing. And the greatest thing, that they're going to get a first-round draft choice that will be lottery protected 100% from San Jose. San Jose is making this Ottawa Senators team the great team that they will be next year or the following year because of picking up Carlson and giving way too much. And that's where San, where's San Jose. They're on the bottom going deep. Yeah, where is Ottawa? They're on the bottom, but they're climbing the mountain. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point, and I'll tell you. What I like about it is the fact there were no expectations. You know yourself when you're on a team that everybody's expecting you to be where they want you to be. Right now, there are no expectations. Uh, they've had an opportunity to, to grow without over being exposed on their back end. Anderson's playing fantastic. He's a good goaltender. I really like what he's done there for him. Uh, funny in the two big uh, cities, uh, both goaltenders named Anderson gets me kind of confused sometimes. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, uh, I think goaltending both in Ottawa and Toronto with Andersons are, it's a good, good situation for them. 
Yeah, I, I think that the Ottawa team and next year, if not next year, the following year, they're going in the right direction and they've got youth, really solid youth. So let's talk about Eugene Melnyk, of course. It's always been a controversial yeah. story. Uh, you know, you need good leadership in an organization. Is he still the guy to be in there, you know, holding the purse strings and making the decisions? Because behind this, he is making decisions. Yeah. Is he the right guy? He owns the team, so he's cutting the checks, right? You're asking me, in my opinion, if I think he's the right guy, 100% he is the wrong guy. Oh, wow. He is 100% the wrong guy. He may still love the hockey team, and he may love Ottawa, and he may love, you know, he, he used to own the St. Mike's Buzzards, right? He, it's time to move on, use your money, and do something else, or own the team still. But he's like a Jerry Jones with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Just because you own the team, you're sticking your, your finger in the water when you're, all you're doing is disturbing the water and causing a ruckus. Step back. Let, the, let your GM run this team that you've given him the opportunity to. I think the GM is just, he's a moot point. He's there on title, but he can't do anything without Melnick's uh, autograph. Right, okay. So it uh, be very interesting what uh, goes on in Ottawa on the trade deadline. Yep. Obviously, are they sellers? Or are they just going to hold hold fit? Because obviously, they're going to get some pretty good, healthy things in the draft. So I say good. hold, hold, hold. Do not do anything. All right, good call. Listen, a team that I love. Obviously, I love it because uh, our good friend Keith Primo, his son Caden, is in the in the goaltending ranks, uh, moving up the ranks, and obviously behind the great uh, Carey Price. Uh, what is Montreal going to do? Like they, I'll tell you what. On the road, they've been looking very solid. What a pickup with Kovalchuk! That is unbelievable. Everybody wrote him off. Yep. I wrote him off. Yep. I said, you know what? It's time. Go back to the KHL. Do what you got to do. End your career there. Man, he has completely blown me away. Well, I saw this kid play when he was 15 years old, and he traveled with a Russian traveling team, and he played the uh, New Market Hurricanes when a kid that I brought over, Max Spearbrier from, uh, from right. Russia, they were playing each other, and this kid was incredible. So it was a no. To me, it was a no-brainer. You paid next to nothing. You got him. He does well. He does well. He doesn't. Big deal. You lose nothing. I don't get it. Like you know, uh, they they have Weber and they have uh, Price and they have Domi. There's talent on this team, but unfortunately, I I think they're in serious trouble. And I think there's going to be a long time before Montreal Canadiens fans get to see that cup hoisted at the Bell Center. Well, I sure hope Bergeron's not watching this because he's going to fire us. Man, if he does, he does. All right, out of the seven teams, yep. let's pick uh, who you feel over the next, obviously with the trade line coming up, trade deadline coming up, who do you think is going to be in a position that's going to make the final run for the playoffs? Obviously, there are teams already in the playoffs, yep. but who do you think, who's your favorite? So the t of the seven Canadian teams, the team, if I had to say right now, they got the best chance to go for the Stanley Cup, to, to hoist that cup, I'm going to say it is the Edmonton Oilers. Wow. And I think it's the Edmonton Oilers because Mike Smith, that fight that he just had, will polarize this team into the team that was back in the 80s with, like you said, Grant Fuhrer and Gretzky and, and uh, uh, Coffey and, and Messi and all the boys back in the day, Anderson. The Edmonton Oilers will turn into that great Edmonton Oilers team that Bob Nicholson wanted when he took over. I'd like to go with Winnipeg. I'd like to even say Toronto with some changes. But, but you know what? You're going to? I got to say, I'm with you. 
I think the Edmonton Oilers, I had a chance to see them live a few weeks back. I don't know what, this team is dynamic. This team has speed. It has grit. Uh, it has grit in the back end, for God's sakes, with Mike Smith. And as you say, he's looking better and better and better. I'm also picking the Edmonton Oilers, and I think there'll be a nice move at the trade deadline just to solidify that team, and they're going to go deep into the playoffs. So, I agree. Well, we agree with each other. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right, you've been listening to the Gooch Live here featuring Paul Rosen, Gary Goulet, and, of course, brought to you by the good people at the Hockey News. And the great people at Christian Hockey. Hey, we're going to talk Rosie's rant next and the bottom line. Hey, you know what? I'm going to change it up a little bit. Bring us in. Yeah, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do Rosie's rant again. Um, episode five on Rosie's rant. Supposedly it's two for Rosie, two one for, for Gooch. Gooch. No, no, one for Gooch, oh. one tight. I don't even know if you won that one. From my my brother said I won. I don't care your brother. God bless your brother. Which is, he's on the Goulet family okay. tree. Right. Okay, I okay. get my brother in here. It's two for me, Still one for me. you, and one tie. That's how we're looking at it. Yeah. Right now, I'm going in. You know what? I'm not a massive football guy. I, I like the game. There's just too much hype for me. But the Super Bowl, I'm listening to the radio, and everybody, every bleeding heart is coming out here. Shakira, she was shaking it too much. And, you know, and J-Lo, for 50 years old, climbing a pole and doing all this. Hey, she looked great. Come on. No, I wish no. at 50 years old I looked like that. Believe me, I got no issue with this whatsoever. I'm going for them, for Shakira and, and, and for J-Lo. I think the show was amazing. I think everybody loved it. But unfortunately, we got the bleeding hearts here that are going, it's too much. The young kids, they couldn't, they can't. Uh, and, oh, come on. Yeah, it's but, 2020. First of all, this is Rosie's rant. You'll yeah. get your right, rebuttal I apologize. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. It, to me, it's enough already. It's 2020. Allow us to have some entertainment in this world without taking us, putting the handcuffs on us and censoring us like everybody wants and all the government wants and no matter where you are, we can't do this and we can't do that. We're a victim of this and we're a victim of that. It drives me absolutely nuts, Gooch. I'm saying let everybody have some fun without going overboard. Shakira was amazing. J-Lo was amazing. I thought the Super Bowl halftime show was bang on. And I'm saying everybody else, back off. Okay? Back off. Go ahead. You want me to back off? No, go well, ahead. I'm not going to back off. Listen, I get your point. Entertainment. True entertainment. But it is a family production. So we do have to take some form, you know, the, the, the Shakira doing that little, you know, the tongue thing and then somebody grabbing parts that, you know, that's absolutely not for television today. We know that. So I think we also have to put in perspective that we need to make sure we keep a standard and the standard has to be a lot higher than that. This is not made for movies. This is a sporting event that has young adults, young boys and girls, and we have to make sure we take care of our children first because we're asking our children not to act like that, yet we're glorifying it on TV. I'll tell you what, the all-time greatest, greatest halftime show was Prince. I saw it in 2007. So why couldn't we keep it in that vein? We don't need to be shaking bums. We don't, and God forsake, 43 and 50 years old, yep. unbelievable. Yep. I will give you that. Good. But we do not need that. It's a football game. Okay, I think you just just proved my point. Prince, 100%, the best halftime show ever. 
Did you, do you remember Prince at one time when he took his guitar and he was like making a love to his guitar? Go back and watch it, baby. That's going to be three for Rosie. I'll give well, it to you. Well, hang on a sec. But, yep. but he had a lot of nice girls on the show with him. I remember. I yeah. just watched it. Yeah. God, I missed that part. But think about it. Why wasn't there any male entertainers there? Oh, I'm sorry there was. Who was that guy in the suit? Silver suit. That should have been your rant. What was that all about? Looked like the Tin Man. All I know is it was a great halftime show. Come on, people, give your uh, your head a shake. That's it. We're I think talk, you should we'll be, talk about the game. No, later, but I but. think you should talk about the game. I think the game should be front and center. And you're right. That was what everybody's talking about on Twitter. Didn't talk a lot about the game itself. Yep. All right. I think you got this one. I'm going to give it to you. Thanks. So three zero three one one. Prince still was all time uh, greatest. I agree. And you know what? The all time greatest anthem singer. Who was it? Talk, there was, they showed a list of 25. Uh, Who sang the national anthem the best uh, of all time? What's your name? Uh, oh, God, what's your name? Yes, Whitney girl? Houston. She was fantastic. I wasn't going to say one. Whitney Houston, but okay, go okay, on. Uh, Beyonce, I was going right. to say, but whatever. Okay, let's go okay. to the bottom line. Let's go to the bottom line. Mine's a little bit calmer, right? Okay. You get all fired up. I do. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little calmer. The bottom line is, you talked about the entertainment value. So let's have a little entertainment value in hockey. Yep. And I saw two goaltenders in the heart of the ugliness of the Edmonton Oilers versus the Calgary Flames. Yep. And I saw Mike Smith challenge, hey, come on over, Cam, let's have a little dance. And Cam Talbot danced with them, kind of like Shakira and uh, J-Lo, yeah. a little bit. More close though. Yeah, but still shaking. Yep. I really like that intensity. I know that both of us have to realize that we deal with concussions and we don't want to be selling the game down that path, but I really liked the fact that these two guys stood up and said, listen, I'm going to prove that our team is on top and we're going to have a little bit of fisticuffs. I loved it. I absolutely loved it from a goaltender who like played on the edge a little. I love the fact that Smith challenged him. I love the fact that Talbot did come back because yep. he was the one that I think if he didn't, Smith was going to cross and go get yeah, him absolutely. because Talbot threw the blocker and yep. you know it was too much with the blocker. But I loved it. it. It brought back memories and I think it shows when Wayne does come on, when Calumet will talk about the old time fight when, yeah, when yeah. Uh, a pot fan came out of nowhere, Felix Pot fan, and he absolutely destroyed my hero Ron Hextall. Some great goalie fights over the years. Osgood and Roy. Great fights, but we'll we'll get into that. But I agree with you. So Goose. the bottom line, I feel that was entertainment. Yep. Uh, I think it was was it staged a little bit, or, they, or was this really a lot of animosity? Do you think it came out of all the talk between the Cassian and the Kachuk story? Do you think that just boiled things over, and they you know they wanted to prove a point? The no, two goaltenders. Yeah, no doubt. This is. This started on the blackboard. You played the, the, the game at the highest level. We, we, we both did. We know in that blackboard, in the dressing room, you write stuff on that board, and that, that fuses and, and it fuels. And, and as you get into the game, you get into the intermission. You know, this was with only 24 seconds left in the second period when everything yeah. happened. You yeah. have to send the teams to the dressing room, kick the two goalies. You know, m people might not know this, but they kicked both goalies out. You know, Smith and Talbot, their nights were done. They had to bring in the other two goalies to play the third period yep. and the 24 seconds. Yep. So I think 100%, these guys had it in their back of the mind. They had to do something, and Smith did something to get his team going. And they still play 
three more times, these two teams. And you know what? It could determine our prediction of the Edmonton Oilers going on at the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. Uh, for the Stanley Cup. All right, Paul. Well, it's uh, edition five, episode five. I think we've done another great job. I'm off to Australia, obviously, with the Bush uh, Fire Appeal to do uh, some good work. Uh, you know yourself, uh, we always like giving back and certainly want to do a shout out to Greg Audie again for organizing this and actually inviting me to, to be a part of it. I'm, I'm honored and privileged to be able to do that. And thank you for all the people that gave a bunch of donations and, of course, a lot of memorabilia along the way. Uh, I'll be in, in Australia the next time we talk. Uh, we'll be doing the show. You'll be uh, talking with a couple of guys on Skype. And I will be Skyping in from Adelaide. Absolutely. It's going to be amazing. Uh, have a great time in Australia. One of my favorite places in the entire world. What you're doing and what everybody's doing to, uh, to raise money and raise awareness for this tragic situation that's happening holds a place in my heart and always will. I'll hold the fort here in Toronto. You get to Australia safe and we're going to have a great time. And I will be going up probably by the time you come back. I'll have six wins, Gooch. I doubt it, but listen, you've been watching Gooch Live. I'm Kerry Goulet, better known as the Gooch, brought to you by the good people of the Hockey News and featuring my good buddy, Paul Rosen. And I'm Rosie, and brought to you by the great people at Christian Hockey. If you need a great hockey stick, grab a Christian. Welcome to the Gooch Live with Kerry Goulet, featuring Paul Rosen. I'm Paul Rosen, the Gooch. It's Kerry Goulet, and we are uh, brought to you by the great people at the Hockey News and the incredible people at Christian Hockey. We've got a treat for you today. The Gooch is in Australia, Natalie. We're going to talk to him in a little bit, but right now we've got a good friend of mine. Haven't heard uh, talked to him in a little while, but Chris Canelli. Chris is a goalie coach, and he's been around the game a long time. First of all, welcome to the Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen. Chris? Couldn't be happier to be here, man. It's great to see you, Rosie. Sorry we're missing uh, Gooch uh, out in Australia, but uh, I'm sure he's doing great things there as usual. Absolutely. Do you remember the last time we were together in Australia? It was 2014. You were coaching the American team. I was coaching the Canadian team. Uh, unfortunately for me, you beat me in that series. In the last game, if I do remember, it was in OT in Game 5 or Game 7. What was it? No, well, yeah, you're, you're, you got a good memory there, Paulie. It was uh, Game 5 at All Phones Arena. Sold out. I think we had about twenty-three thousand on hand at uh, in Sydney, and uh, what a what a great night and a great memory. And uh, unfortunately for you, yeah, Team USA did come out on top in that one. They did. They did. They, who scored that? It was uh, what was his name from the LA? BB. Right, right, right. BB. BB scored the game winner. Yeah. From, yeah. From the off wing. Yeah. Was not happy with BB there. But yeah. Yeah, we'll give. The you gotta US, do a better job of coaching your group. Well, we'll give the USA their just desserts. You beat me fair and square. Let's get into hockey right now, Chris. So you've had the opportunity to uh, coach and mentor the uh, the great young Caden uh, Primo. Tell me about how that happened and and how you got involved with the Primo family. Yeah, it's a, kind of a unique story. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of goaltender coaching, obviously, in the New Jersey area, PA, New York, um, and uh, Delaware. And I got a, I got an email, and it just said, hey, um, I hear you coach goaltenders, and uh, I want to know if uh, you're available next week, and Keith Primo. So it was kind of a – that was uh, – jeez, Caden's a 99, so that makes him 20. So it was probably when he was about 10. So this is probably 2010 maybe. 2009 when I got the email right. and um, I, I, I first didn't know if it was one of my friends pranking me and then I realized that it was actually Keith Primo and his boy had a you know he had a son a boy that uh, was playing a net and you know 
know, as they say, the rest is history. Got to the rink and I got on the ice with a, a little kid and, and Keith asked me if I thought he was any good. And I said, yeah, he's, he can see the puck. And um, we've been working together ever since. So it's been, a, it's been a magical ride for the both of us. Absolutely. I remember watching him play for the U.S. in the World Juniors when they lost to Finland in the gold medal game. He played absolutely incredible. You must have been really proud of him. But uh, what's the pressure on this kid? Like you, obviously, you're working with him. You see the inner works of what's going on to be a goalie coach. I played goal for a number of years, had a great goalie coach. But what's the, uh, the pressure behind the scenes for this kid, knowing that his dad was one of the best power forwards in the league? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I know when he, was, when he was very small before I got to him, when he was a mite and a squirt, his dad was trying to talk him out of it. And making him making him a big bruiser like himself, he turned his other his other two boys into forwards. Right. Um, so it worked. But Caden just had that that goalie bug, as we, we like to say. He he had the itch early, and uh, I got a, an opportunity to be out with him for two weeks out there in uh, British Columbia last year in Victoria for the for the World Juniors. And the, the pressure I think was worse for me and his family. But uh, Caden was just tremendous, um, and uh, that's the one thing that makes him so great, Paul. And you know this as a as a high-end goalie, as an, as an Olympic champion yourself, um, they just have an ability to rise to the occasion, on a rare ability to block out those types of distractions, um, and that kind of pressure just doesn't doesn't uh, mount on them the way it does to us, you know, um, or I should say to me. <laughs> so he he is a special gift right. to play in big games. Right, and he you know he has some pretty good bloodline, so that's got to help with watching his dad all those years. But uh, you know, to me. I really think, I'm not a Montreal Canadian fan, everybody knows it out there, I wear my heart on my sleeve, I'm a Blackhawk fan, we had our three cups, the Canadians haven't had their cup in a long time, but you have now your prodigy, your, your, your young goalie who's got a great future, and he's under Carey Price, arguably one of the best goalies in the absolute world, great Canadian, I'm very proud to have a record sharing with, uh, uh, shared with uh, uh, with Kerry is that we both have a shout out in an Olympic gold medal game in, in 2006 in Torino, Kerry's in 14 in Sochi. But uh, what's what's it like knowing that your your guy is being mentored by the great Kerry Price? I mean, it, the, uh, on, I, gotta go, I guess you got to go back to draft day, right? You go back to 2017 and the Canadians pick him with a 199th pick, wow. seventh round, almost didn't get picked, right? And then he gets picked up, and we, you know, the realization of um, that he's been picked by the Montreal Canadiens, which is, you know, for, for the Americans out there, the Yankees of, of, of obviously of hockey, and it's just an unbelievable honor to be drafted by that team, and then to realize, hey, someday you may get to play with Carey Price, um, and Carey's been nothing but uh, an unbelievable um, uh, teammate to Caden, and and you know, in the short time he's been up and back, and he was just recently there again the last couple of days. You know, Price has been unbelievable to him, and and uh, a lot of people don't know this, but that that was Caden's uh, idol, if you will, growing up. Wow, so I didn't to, know that. To, yeah, to to be able to to get to meet Carrie and to to work out with him at the NHL camp and and all that is it's been an unbelievable experience and, and great honor for for Caden to be with him. Yeah, and he's with the with the Habs right now. I, I saw that they just called him up. That's got to be fantastic for him. You know, this is uh, the Gooch Live. 
featuring Paul Rosen. I'm Paul Rosen as Rosie. Kerry Goulet is the Gooch, and he is in Adelaide, Australia right now doing some great things. We're going to talk to him soon. But you know what, Chris? i got to ask you, uh, I'm a little older than you. My favorite goalie when I was growing up was the great Tony Esposito, number 35 for the Hawks, 15 shutouts in his rookie year. You know, he broke Harry Lumley's record going way, way back to the 30s. I don't think anybody's going to get that 15 shutouts in a year. But to you, what's the difference between maybe old school guys back in the 70s, the 80s, maybe now to the new guys coming up in in the 2000s and now the 2020s? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I'm I'm getting a little long in the tooth now, uh, you know, born in 73, so I'm getting up there myself. But uh, yeah, the 80s style, especially with what I grew up with, you know, the the changeover then was to the start of the, the trend of big goalies, right? The the six foot one, two, three, four, five guys now that you see. I mean, Caden himself, so just about six four. So back then it was Hextall uh, in the late 80s, and it was Sean Burke. Yep. And you started to see Patrick Waugh, obviously, in 86. So those guys came into the league around the same time, and, and they, were, they were, you know, Burke, he was 6'4", he's, he'd be big for now, but Hextall, 6'3", and, and Waz probably 6'2", 6'3". Right. That was the trend that started then, and now you're seeing it really continue now with the bigger bigger goalies. The goalies now, though, Rosie, it's just the athleticism is off the charts. I mean, you look back, I'm not being disparaging to our guys in this late 70s and 80s, but now everybody's got a goalie coach, everybody's got a video coach, everybody's got a mentor, everybody's in the gym. Right. There's nobody smoking three packs of cigarettes and then getting on the ice. It's a, it's a different ball game, if you will. And the, the goalies are, are fine-tuned machines now. And their athleticism combined with their ability to read shots and understand the game and, and really have a, what I call a hockey IQ as a goalie, uh, that's really separating, you know, how they replays, how they identify, you know, shooters, what hand they are, uh, how they approach the slot, where the high guy is. And I think that's that's the difference now. The goalies are just that much smarter, that much bigger and then that much more athletic. And it's a, it's an evil package if you're if you're a shooter because they're that good. Right. You know, we hear all this about these shooters crying, you know, that the goalies are too big and they got too much equipment. You know, I say to that, I say, you know, get the harder shot, get better, whatever. They're always crying about the goalies and the goalies. Goalies goalies got the toughest job. You know that, Chris, the toughest job in the game. Forward makes a mistake. He's got his D-man there. D-man makes a mistake. He's got his goalie there. We make the mistake and it's in the net and it goes up on the scoreboard and we're in big trouble. So you know that pressure. But I want to talk to you about fighting and uh, it's gone away. It hasn't happened in a long time. But that incredible fight that we saw a little while ago <laughs> with, with Mike Smith and, and Cam Talent, uh, it was, uh, I love the fact that Smith came out to the center ice red line. He was like, come on, let's go. And I think he had to do that. And I really think, Gooch and I have talked about this, I think that could be a turning point for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Smith, an older guy, is stepping up for his teammates to say, you know what, you're not getting away with blockering one of my guys in the head. What are your thoughts on that, on the fight and on fighting? Yeah, well, um, I'll take the fight first. I mean, I think the last one was 2013, someone had said to me, so I don't know if that was accurate or not. And so I think it was, was it was it possible it was Frederick Anderson and and uh, and uh, um, the goalie, the old, uh, the goalie for the Anaheim Ducks, like his name's escaping me, an American kid. Miller, might have been Miller. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's a long time to go in between goalie fights, and I happen to be watching that game um, with my son, who also is not a, not a goalie. He, he, he was smart about it and became a, a selfish forward. But to see to see Smitty, um, you know, stand there at the red line and then just toss a stick in the corner and, and just watch the bench. If you haven't seen the replay, watch his bench yep. 
when he throws that stick into the corner before anything even happened, they knew that he was going to fight. And um, I mean, again, whether you're, whether you like the fighting or you don't like the fighting um, you got to like that. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think there's anybody that, that doesn't want to see a good goalie fight. And certainly it energized the group and uh, they won the game eight, three. Um, they got to play again at the end of the season, the last game of the season. That's going to be a, a backyard brawl. And then on top of that, um, you know, they, they may play in the playoffs. So, I loved it. I, I was I I, I was uh, you know I standing up and that, that game was on, on the East Coast back in Jersey was on it. You know that fight took place at probably midnight. I, I loved everything about it and I thought uh, if you listen to their teammates talk about it, they were energized. So I think it's great for the game and and I and I think it had to be done. I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. It's uh, it's something that the game needed, especially nowadays with with what happened with Kachuk and and his little baby antics uh, when it, when he got served his lunch from Cassie. And that's you know, I feel about it. I know not everybody feels the same as me, but you know, we've only had a few fights in the game of sled. I was involved in a couple of them. Didn't go out to seek that fight, Chris, but. Sometimes you have to protect your teammate, especially a younger teammate, and that's uh, that's where I feel about it. Chris, uh, we're, we're going to end it on one last thing. Let uh, let our viewers know, uh, and, and we're brought to you by the Hockey News. The incredible people at Hockey News have done an incredible job with us. We're so grateful, Gooch and myself, and the great people at Christian Hockey. I used a Christian hockey stick back when I was uh, a kid. I don't know if, uh, if you ever used a Christian hockey stick, but baby, I, I did. I, I love that Brett Hall stick, man. It was incredible. Unbelievable! Uh, the old they had the, the Christian as the goalie stick had the that extra wrap they used yeah, to yeah. put on it with the uh, with the fiberglass. So I love the Christian sticks, fantastic yeah. sticks. Yeah. So uh, last thing, tell everybody about what you're doing and how the uh, how the company's going. I know you have Caden Primo, obviously, but you must have some other uh, some other up and coming names that you want to tell us about. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to trade a, a, a tr- trade train a few uh, pretty good goalies over the years. Ironically, the other night. Uh, Scott Wedgwood, who I had a, as a first-year pro when I was sure. uh, coaching him, those two played against each other the other night, Rosie. So it was interesting. It was Primo versus Wedgwood in the American League. So that was a that was a nice treat for me to be able to to text both goalies after the game and check in and see how they're doing and and seeing the young guys, um, you know, just dominate the, the 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 pro leagues now. And I'm hoping both kids can can get another shot at the NHL levels. They both had a few games there. Um, I'm working with the Philadelphia Revolution here now. I'm in my 11th season uh, as the general manager down here. We have uh, Black Bear Sports Group uh, owns us now. They also own a a team in the USHL, the Youngstown Phantoms, and a team in the NA. So they're a big conglomerate. And, you know, it's just training goalies and managing players and and being involved in this great game that that we all love. So it's been been a great ride and uh, looking forward to training more goalies. I'm going to be getting on the ice here in a couple hours. I'm at the rink, so I apologize for the – for the scenery behind me at my office, but it's uh, like I said, it's a great game and uh, honored to be uh, on your show with you and the Gooch and uh, and the and hockey news and uh, lifetime subscriber. So dream come true to get on uh, get on your broadcast, buddy. I appreciate you having me. There you go, absolutely the the Bible, the absolute Bible in uh, in all the hockey stats and everything you need in in the hockey knowledge and anywhere in the world. That's the thing I love about the hockey news. It's not just the NHL, baby. It's uh, the NHL, the AHL, the ECH. It's everywhere in the world. It's in in hockey in Europe, in Finland, it's just unbelievable. Even Australia, uh, it's uh, it's an unbelievable uh, opportunity for people to stay close with a great game of hockey that they love, and that's not saying anything against any other sport. Anybody watching go, hey, Rosie, what about uh, boxing? What about curling? What about that? God bless you. You know, you're in. (laughs) 
I agree, Rose. But we, we love got the ho- best sport. We, we got the best hockey, sport. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much. We're going to uh, keep in touch. We're going to have you on the show again as as Caden matures and gets into that uh, really, really uh, spot as uh, as a solid backup for uh, for Kerry. And who knows? Maybe he's going to be playing for the U.S. on the uh, on the international scene too. But uh, thanks, Chris. We really appreciate it. Thanks for your time, buddy. Thank you, man. Awesome time being with you, Rosie. Good luck to you, buddy. Take care. Thank you. Welcome to the Gooch Live with Kerry Goulet as the Gooch featuring Paul Rosen as Rosie. That's me. Hey, I want to tell everybody right now that I'm hosting the show. I know Gooch is in Adelaide, Australia. Don't say nothing because uh, I'm thinking I might take over the show. <laughs> Don't tell Gooch that. But uh, this great show is brought to you by the incredible people at the Hockey News, the unbelievable people at Christian Hockey. We talk about their sticks and everything they've done for the great game of hockey. But now we're going to go live. We're going to go way out there to Adelaide, Australia, and welcome in the Gooch. Kerry Goulet, welcome, buddy. <laughs> I, you are not. What are you laughing at? You are not stealing the show, kid. I'm not stealing the show. All right. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Steve Ellis, uh, who's helping us produce all this, want to do a shout out. My goodness, guys, if you saw behind the scenes shooting Gooch Live featuring Kerry Goulet and Paul Rosen, it is technology pure. I'll tell you what. So, Stephen, thanks for uh, putting up with us. And of course, the great people at the Hockey News, thank you for what you're doing. I'll tell you what, we've got some real big interest here in Australia over the Gooch Live, all on the, uh, the Hockey News. So, I'm excited. And you know what, Paul? I'd be honored uh, when I maybe have to step back from the Gooch Live and it becomes Rosie Live because you're doing such a great job. We'll work together forever, brother. All right, I know that. I'm joking around. Listen, Gooch, tell uh, tell everybody what you're doing down in Adelaide, Australia right now. What's the weather like? Because it's snowing in Toronto. uh, It's in Edmonton a couple... There's no snow. Listen, I'll tell you quickly what's uh, going on. I was in Edmonton a few weeks back at minus 43. I'm now standing at the airport. It's about 5 o'clock in the morning here. I'm at the airport of Adelaide, and it's plus 20. Plus 20. 5 in the morning. Uh, 30. I'm here uh, with a bunch of guys, the Legends versus Adelaide, uh, which is really exciting, and that's on Saturday. It's going to be plus 31, Paul. Wow, plus 31. You lucky guy. And it's all helping uh, the bushfires, of course, as you know. Um, it's a big issue here in Australia, uh, uh, and that's what it's all about. Being over here, helping out uh, ice hockey people, helping the people of Australia, and I'm really excited about being a part of, it, part of it. I was at a pregame skate yesterday. Oh, my God, Paul, i got to lose some weight, kid. But I'm going to have fun. I'm going to really do uh, Canada justice and, and being a part of this great uh, great event. So uh, thank you for all the support. And, Paul, thanks for, with you and the Hockey News allowing me this platform to speak about something that we just don't talk enough about, obviously the climate that affects not only our planets, but it affects our, our, our game. I want to just quickly uh, tell you, I spoke to a guy just for, you know, with the, the flu virus, uh, the coronavirus that's going around right now, they're having issues in Russia. And so the team in the KHL that's in China has left Russia, uh, has left China uh, and has now touring I can't go back, which is incredible. So, you know, things affect our great game. And so uh, on Gooch Live, that's what we want to bring in. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's get into hockey now for, uh, for a second. Uh, Gooch, the Winnipeg Jets, we know you love the Winnipeg Jets. Everybody knows I love the Chicago Blackhawks. 
What's the situation with Big Buck, who won a Stanley Cup in 2010 with the Hawks, and now seems to be trying to hold the uh, the Winnipeg Jets hostage right now? Well, yeah, I don't know if you'd, I'd call it holding them hostage. He's not skating yet. Uh, it was just reported. Um, and so... You know, is he really holding him hostage? He's not well enough to play at this particular moment, and nobody really knows what will happen when he comes out of that injury. Listen, Gooch is a big Dustin Bufflin fan. I'm a little disappointed on what's going on in this particular situation. We don't know all the ins and outs, but certainly this PR nightmare that's going on, Paul, is not good for, A, Winnipeg Jets, and I'm going to say it's not good for Dustin Bufflin. So my prediction is that before the tread, and this could be a big deal, like if he's healthy and he moves, and some of the teams that I've heard he may be looking at are the Bruins, the Avalanche, and think about this one, the Oilers. Wow. Could you imagine Dustin Bufflin on the back end in the Oilers with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? Oh. Ouch. Wow. And a long shot, long shot are the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, he's not coming to Toronto. But Big Buff being uh, in, uh, in Edmonton with McDavid and Dreisaitl and Smith in goal, that could be a Stanley Cup there if he's healthy. But I hear that... Uh, you know, he's not from the experts are talking and saying that, you know, all Winnipeg's going to get is like a second rounder, like maybe a third rounder. I don't know about that. I, I, I think they got to hold his rights. If he's, they got to get more than that. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, you know what, Paul? I think sometimes you got to look at Winnipeg's going through a, a big transition. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, they need a Bufflin. Uh, you know, it's Bufflin is Bufflin. I'll call him Bufugle. I'll just call him Buffy for right now. Buffy uh, has not done himself any justice. You know, he had some issues uh, a couple of years back. Now he's in this kind of turmoil. He's created the turmoil, you know, with his ankle injury and all that sort of stuff. I just don't think he's handling it properly. I think everybody should be uh, sitting around a table now. Let's stop the rumors. Let's get it done. If you're going, go. If you're staying, stay. And if you're going, you know, give the Winnipeg Jets. They, they did you justice, Dustin. They gave you a lot of chances. So let's Let's make sure you give them the respect that uh, that they deserve. And the Winnipeg Jets need need an infusion right now. So I think if they can get anything for them, it's better than just losing them into uh, uh, to a situation that's just not good for either him or the team. Right, and they get his his, his uh, salary off the books, and which opens it up to yep. possibly pick somebody else Absolutely. up, which is great for the yep. cap. And uh, you know, yep. I, I've heard a couple of players, like very few guys, are talking about the situation. But I heard Liney say a couple of things that uh, I don't know if it was uh, the nicest thing or the smartest thing to say about uh, Buff's situation and maybe criticize the fact that Buff doesn't want to play anymore. Uh, I don't know. To me, I give the advice to young guys out there, just do yourself a favor and just not don't talk about something that has something to do with a teammate because it's only going to bite you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, let, let's change topics because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by the Winnipeg Jets organization yep, and the situation there. So let's change. Listen, I, I got on the newswire here. It was actually from the Hockey News. I, I heard that uh, the Leafs have acquired Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford yep. uh, in the trade for Trevor Moore and two third-round draft picks. I think they're in the 20 and the 21. Uh, I think it's a good move. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, 
Fred brings a lot of brawn. Like you, did, you know, I don't know. I think I got some stats here. 660 games, 819 penalty minutes, 60 goals. Sounds like a Zenin Kanopka type player, if uh, if I could say. And then, of course, they needed to address the goaltending. You know more about the Anderson story than I do right now, but uh, obviously they need they need to do something. And I think Jack Campbell is a, a good addition. But if you don't mind, uh, Paul, talk about him a little bit because I know he's only played 58 games in the National Hockey League. Yeah. And where, well, the, where the Toronto Maple Leafs are right now, is that enough? Yeah, you know, I think they're in such a difficult uh, position because – you don't know how long Anderson's going to be out. Hutchison, and it's the sad part is, I know Hutchison, he's 12 years old. We went to the same goalie school uh, with McGuire goalie, Jamie McGuire. But the uh, he's just not doing the job. And you can't be a goaltender in Toronto and not do the job. It's too much pressure. They're just, they need those points. They're not in the playoffs right now. Can you imagine they made that tra- it's crazy. Uh, change and, and Babcock's out and Keith is in and they don't make the playoffs? The Toronto fans will go nuts. So they took a chance. I don't think Clifford's going to be a- any part of the equation. Third-line, fourth-line guy, possibly, you never know. Uh, probably more of a fourth-line guy. But Campbell, I love Campbell yeah. when, when he first came up. I, I think this kid, if he gets his head on right, he could be a real good backup. And he might be able to step in and handle the pressure until Anderson comes back. The biggest problem, Gooch, is we don't know what's going on with Anderson. Nobody says anything. It's an upper body injury. We yeah. know it's a neck injury. How yeah. long? One game, two games, five games. They're in trouble right now, man. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, being here in uh, almost 30 above weather, you kind of forget about the ice hockey. So I've had an opportunity to look on uh, the Internet and see some of the comments that are coming back. People like to move, just as you said, but there's a lot of question marks, obviously, to be answered. How long, if Anderson is a long-term situation? I know they've just announced that CC is a long-term situation. So I think... Uh, what we need to look at is if Campbell gets in there, he's a young, dynamic goaltender. Hutchie, it may pick his game up, don't forget, because he's going to have to rise to the occasion, so you don't know. So, listen, Paul, I know uh, we're running out of time here. Uh, I hear, I, I think there's a little bit of a delay, which is not bad because uh, it obviously shows that works when it needs to work so i just want to close it off saying uh, i know that you had a chance to talk with chris Canelli, great guy you and him were over here in australia i think it was 2014 it was. uh and you know coaching canon us and and of course uh, now with him being with caden primo and and the primo family i look really really forward to the interview you had with him talking about goaltending uh in closing bud thank you for stepping in and taking over and helping me Stephen. always a pleasure working with you uh and i think what's important is signing off from from australia i just want to say i know that uh that uh, ice hockey is a sport around the world and we're here to help a situation in in australia so uh thank you for you guys also putting up with me and giving me time to do this and finally i know Stephen said last week and you can verify it right now i won the rosie rant yeah we heard it we heard it here i talked to Stephen. you won the rant it's two wins for rosie one win for the Gooch, so, one right. tie, and he's going to uh, decide what happens with the the most recent rant. So it could be three one and one or two two one and one. We'll see what happens. So I'll give you your just uh, <laughs> holy crap, you- Gooch. I'll give you your just rewards if you beat me. Don't worry. 
You're good. Okay. Hey, you're good. Listen, buddy, thank you very much. I'm going to sign off here. Uh, it's 5.30 in the morning. I see they're starting to clean up the mess here from, from the airport in Adelaide. Uh, next week, I'll be in Melbourne. We'll be talking about a lot of cool things that are coming up across the Gooch Live thing. Paul Rosen, thank you. It's Kerry Goulet, better known as the Gooch, on Gooch Live with my good buddy, co-host Paul Rosen, brought to you by the good people, the Hockey News. And the great people at Christian Hockey. We'll talk to you next week, Gooch. Have a great week.